Baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. For the first time ever, history in the making. I, I don't even know how this is happening. Hampton will be in college just wrapped up, and all of a sudden I'm just staring at Harry Tyner. It's wet, soaked, and you look miserable. Miserable. I'm thrilled, man. The Bears won. The uh, you know the uh, Blackhawks and Bulls let me down this weekend, but uh, strong Bears game, and I got to see my favorite member of the Hamp and OB show. I got to see Glenn Kozlowski. Koz is the man. He's your favorite. You're- He's, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like I have kids. By the way, Dave Wills gave me the greatest answer ever uh, concerning the Sox and the Cubs. I asked him once. He goes, how can you love the Sox and love the Cubs? He goes, I've never met anyone like you that just loves both teams. I said, well, my dad grew up a diehard White Sox fan, you know, from the GVS, the great vest side, as his parents said. My mom grew up, went to San High School. She loved the Cubs. I was brought up, you know, I was, I'm... You know, they didn't have interleague play back then. I love the Cubs and the Sox. So Wills goes, Harry, you drill rod. How can you love <laughs> both the Cubs and the Sox? I go, Dave. I go, I can have two teams. I can cheer for both teams. It's not, you've got two kids, Dave. It's not like you have one favorite. He goes, yeah, I do. One's adopted. <laughs> That's awesome. Then he was on his way to Tampa. Bless his heart. We should call a Dave Wills. Why you not? Know? We hey, listen. We, we should call a Dave Wills and see what he's doing there in Tampa Bay. If you have his number, text it to Curtis Coke, who's producing the program. Thank you, Curtis. You're Cur- awesome. Curtis, by the way, is doing like a Rob Petrie thing. Dick Van Dyke. He is going for the Guinness Book of World Records for consecutive hours producing on one station. This is his now his hundred and seventh hour. That's a, that's impressive, but let's not uh, look. And for everybody who's made in this business, you start out, you work, you put in the hours, and it all pays off for you. Hopefully, someday, or someday. it doesn't. Someday, or it doesn't. But uh, you're going to get an opportunity. You be ready when you get that opportunity. A lot like all these young White Sox players that came up this oh, year. What a amazing segue you just pulled off there, Harry Tyne. It's three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We're guest free on the show today, at least for now. Uh, going till 7 o'clock, so a quick uh, 52 minutes here to talk some White Sox baseball right after a Bears win as uh, we are getting into free agency. And I think the topic that I'd like to throw out there is do you want the White Sox to go all in and be in the Derby for either A, Manny Machado, who they were rumored to want to trade for for last year and spend that type of dough for a guy who could be your shortstop, could be your third baseman, could be your guy that you fly up the flag and say, here's our Manny Machado, our primetime guy at whatever it's going to be, $25, $30 million a year for for a dude, by the way, who was called out for not running hard to first base, who... Seems to go by the beat of his own drum, but he's also he, he did too horrible. He could have injured J- Josh Donaldson. He threw a bat, and he could have injured um, uh, Aguiar, the first baseman in Milwaukee, by by cheap shotting his leg. And it was he, terrible. And he's super talented. So, I mean, for me, it's I, I will look if the White Sox go ahead and do something like that. Obviously, I'll be excited about it. I'll support him. All that. However, 
I think it's a very dangerous slope when you jump into the free agent market and you start spending $30 million, $40 million, whatever it's going to be, on a guy, and all your eggs, so to speak, are in that basket. Now, if you have endless amounts of money to spend, that changes things a little bit. But even teams with tons of dough, when you make a mistake, if it doesn't work out, it is nearly impossible to recover from. I mean, you have to make... You have to end up eating a ton of money, maybe half the contract to move the guy off. It's it's a big-time, big-time gamble. But, again, the White Sox are sitting here with a ton of dough. Manny Machado's in his prime. I don't know if he has any interest in coming here, but it would be interesting to see how, how deep uh, the White Sox go here. And we're going to start to find that out now as free agency's coming around 312-981-7200. Albert Almora Jr. is his like dear friend from school. They call each other cousins, and they grew up together in Miami. And he says he's like the coolest guy. I don't know him. I've never met Machado, but he just looks like a jerk when he plays. Bryce Harper? Looks like, you know, um, a superstar, a Hall of Famer. I just, I mean, if you're going to go all in, you go all in on Bryce Harper. You don't go all in on a Manny Machado. Well, and you could do that, too. You could, uh, I, at the end of the day, people, these guys have to want to come here. Mm -hmm. I don't know the interest level of Bryce Harper. I don't know the interest level of Manny Machado. Bryce Harper, the White Sox have a ton of outfielders coming, Harry. So, Machado... They do. They let Ryan Lamar go. We didn't even even talk about it. Ryan Lamar, one of my favorite interviews. We scratched the surface on Ryan Lamar. Mm -hmm. We we all root Ryan Lamar incredibly well in in his next venture. And and who knows? He could end up back with the White Sox at some point, too. He's a Wolverine. He is a Wolverine. Uh, big win for the Wolverines this weekend. Hey, by the way, did you ever dream of being a White Sox player? Mm-hmm. You know it. Now last is, night. Now, now is your chance. Really, last night? I dreamt I was a White Sox player, and I was getting dressed in between Carlos Rodon and uh, and um, Luis Giolito, so I must have been a starting pitcher. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, in real life, this is actually now uh, to, it's your chance. You can attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th to the 19th. You're treated like a pro, and uh, yeah, it's just an awesome, awesome experience. You ever done it, Harry? I The closest I got, the great Milt Pappas took me to a uh, an afternoon at Wrigley Field with a bunch of uh, uh, former, um, not just Cubs players, but Sox players and, and guys from his era, and it was awesome. It was just awesome, and they couldn't. You know, you get these. You get this feeling that these guys were nasty mothers when they played, but they're just so happy to be back in uniform, back in cleats, back running around a baseball diamond. This is, I mean, this is like something you cannot buy in a store. The White Sox enable you to get something, whether you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're the richest man in your suburb. This is something you can't buy in a store. Take advantage of it. Take your best friend. Take your high school buddy. This is a chance to get on the field and pretend like you're a Chicago White Sox. You eat, drink, sleep, baseball. It's, it's awesome. Uh, for Camp Info, you can call 623 302 5002 or you can sign up via com. And don't miss any exciting White Sox action in 2019. Full and partial ticket packages are now on sale, offering you the best seats, savings, and benefits. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit com. 
I had an amazing experience this week, Harry. Yes. With Southpaw, the White Sox mascot. You love Southpaw. You tweeted a picture of Southpaw. So I'm going to tell that story coming on back here, but I, I feel like Southpaw and I uh-huh. are on another level. Really? We, we've we've actually bonded in ways that I didn't think possible. If you're going to buy a ring for Southpaw, good luck with finding that jeweler. <laughs> that, <laughs> that that would be a special jeweler, no doubt, to, to, to figure it out for Southpaw. Thank you for bringing my dating life very casually into the show. I appreciate that, Harry. By the way, I have a towel for you. Was it is it raining outside? It's it's raining. Okay. Well, I, I don't I don't want you to be wet during the show. Why don't we get you dry? Well, here's off my right? here's my problem. I'm a big fan of Park Chicago. Okay. But, but, but I was asked not to use um, credit cards. So in a like in in a uh, re- respectful move, uh, I I destroyed my uh, credit card. So now I go to park at Park Chicago this evening, um, and I, I can only use quarters. I can't use paper. And there just aren't that many quarters in the world. You know, if I'm in Vegas, uh, I think I could get those quarters. But so I, I was just in the rain for, for a little bit longer than I thought I'd be. Well, you, but you, you look fresh nonetheless. I am fresh and, uh, I am happy to be here. Rough, uh, rough Northwestern game last night. It, it, it was, it was. They were, they made it competitive when it didn't look like it was going to be. Got to 24 21. Phenomenal crowd at Ryan Field. I know you were out there. Enjoyed listening to you and Kevin Powell yesterday driving back. Uh, sorry to miss the show, but uh, I'm ha- sorry you missed it too. Happy and to see you now, pal. Wherever he was, I'm sure Ed Farmer was beaming. Yeah, that's true. Farmio's a big Notre Dame guy, no, no doubt about it. All right, so hey, let's have this. Uh, let's have a little White Sox conversation. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. The hot stove is here, and uh, Southpaw's going to another level. Doing great things for youngsters. We'll share that story next. 720 WGN. The 3 0 pitch. Machado swings away and crushes the ball to left. It is gone. On a 3 0, he attacks and gives the Dodgers the lead. Manny Machado doing it for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who did come up short. In the World Series, but uh, yeah, he does have that World Series experience now. Big whip. Oh, Harry. Big whip. The guy, we saw what he is. I'm sorry. You know, I, okay, so you don't want him. I, here's, here's who I keep coming back to. Anytime there is a player who appears to be a big jerk on another team, and my team, a Chicago team, is talking about getting him, you know who I'm talking about. Who do I flash to? What what athlete in the last 25 years came to the to, to a Chicago sports team as a big jerk and turned out to be an important part of three championships. Are you going to A.J. Pruszynski? I'm going Dennis Rodman. You're going to the worm. Okay. Rod, remember Rodman shoving Scottie Pippen into the back support? No, yes, I, I'm more of a Bulls fan than you. I'm, I'm more of an NBA guy than you, you, you are. You, so. you are. You know, you're all about hoops. Yeah. How about how about that Antonio Blakeney? <laughs> Look at you. Had a rough night last night against the Rockets. Rough night. Uh, let, let's get uh, 312-981-72. Do you want Manny Machado on the south side? Or would you prefer a Bryce Harper, or do you not need any of them high price, uh, cost you everything you got free agents? What's up there? Scott in Chicago calling 720 WGN. What's up, Scott? Harry's right. Dennis Rodman, we need Manny. Same situation. Just need good leadership. It's a hell of a player. We need the position player. He's excellent. Scott, De- Dennis Rodman came to a team with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and 
Phil Jackson, you know, do, do we have that with the Bulls? Will they be able to turn the coat? With of, the White Sox. Uh, well, sorry, with the White Sox. I transposed my Reinsdorf teams. Do you think that we could get Machado to change? Or is he, like, you know, forever going to be like that? I think Rick could get him to change. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a player coach. He knows how to relate to those guys. And I think he'll, he'll figure out how to set a good standard with them. So hold on a second. You believe that you're going to go all in on a guy, pay him a ton of dough with the belief that you need to change him? That doesn't make sense to me, Scott. Josh Gordon. They didn't pay huge money for Josh Gordon. Well, they don't pay anybody there, but there's a system. He runs and he fits into a system. But again, that's like... Rick is putting a system in place as we speak. Manny will fit into that system. But but again, Belichick and Tom Brady—that's like Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, you know. And and I'm I'm a Ricky Renteria fan. I, I Ricky Ricky's boys—they can play and they play hard. And I see good things happening on the South Side. But you know, Machado might be more trouble than he's worth. And you kind of have a pretty good infield with, with one. Have, yeah, but he could have a great infield with him. Well, right? I mean, and he's in the prime of his career. He wants to, he wants to be a superstar and known as a superstar for the rest of his life. He has some good mentors in his life. If he gets good coaching and good leadership, the kid can play ball. What about what about um, taking Bryce Harper instead of Machado? You got a lot of outfielders coming up. You got a good farm system. You don't necessarily need. You don't need. You, need, you don't need Bryce. What about a Nick Madrigal coming up, playing right. some second and, base? Yoan goes to third. Tim Anderson had a nice year. No. Then why get anybody? That's, then you're saying don't 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 be in the uh, uh, don't be in free agency. Be, I think the White Sox have an opportunity with young talent in the next three years to make a difference in baseball. All right, fair enough. I, I like. You know what? You're a big picture guy. I like that, Scott. I think we get. We, I think we got something special on the south side, Scott. I got a feeling I, that you think the White Sox are going to win a title in this town before any other team in Chicago. I will make the statement: the next World Series championship will come from the south side. When that comes, I don't know, but it will come from the south side. All they right. have the money, they have the organization, they have the leadership. Not to take anything away from Theo and the boys, they've done a great job, but the window is passing a little bit. And the price is getting expensive. The South Side has the opportunity to sneak up and win a world championship in the next five years. The South will rise again. Thank you, Amen, Scott. Brother. Appreciate you. Thanks Appreciate for you. 312-981-7200. I think that's actually an interesting discussion. Who is most likely to win a championship in Chicago next? Like, if you look at the White Sox, a ton of young talent on the way. Yeah. Huge flexibility with the payroll, Manny Machado or whoever. Really, you can you've got a, a clean slate with a ton of talent and lots of it coming. The Cubs are spending over two hundred million dollars. They're obviously way ahead of the White Sox right now. Right now, but you've got a pitching staff. You're paying a ton of money to you, Darvish. You're getting nothing. You're paying a ton of money to Jason Hayward. You're getting nothing. I, I think sadly we can eliminate a couple teams. 
Uh, right. The Bulls are a ways away, to say the least. Watch us grow. The, the Blackhawks are in a, uh, a challenging time right now, trying to figure out you know how to get through. That game was so aggravating last night. 3-2, to two, Crow's playing out of his mind, and the next thing you know, it's 5-3 Calgary. Right, and the Bears have uh, gone all in on Khalil Mack. They've given up a bunch of draft picks, uh, Same th- and, uh, and they've made their pet on the quarterback. So that's the quarterback. And I know you just got done talking about him for three hours, and I know this is White Sox Weekly. So we'll save that conversation for another day. All right, Chuck, on the north side, welcome to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. Go ahead. How you doing, gentlemen? Excellent, Chuck. Go ahead. Good. Okay, all I'm going to say is it doesn't matter in baseball if it's one player or not because it's a team sport. Getting Machado might be a good thing for the Sox, but if we go back and look at all the other players, Bob Prober, when he was with Detroit, was probably one of the baddest boys out there. But when he came to the Blackhawks, he helped change it around. So maybe Machado can do some good for the Chicago White Sox, even though I'm a Cubs fan. Right. Well, Pro- Probert was, and you're talking about one of my all-time favorite guys, Probert was a guy who was not a jerk on the ice. He had a role on the ice. He was also a very good goal scorer for an enforcer. Bob Probert was busy battling demons off the ice. Well, Manny, all- Manny Machado is doing, he's just playing dirty. It's also different when you're signing Bob Probert to whatever the Blackhawks signed Bob Probert to. What was it a three-year deal, two-year deal? I don't remember. Not a, and not, not a ton of no. If you go in on Manny Machado, you are making an enormous bet. It's going to be a seven, eight, nine-year deal Thirty million plus. It, you're not. It's not something that if it doesn't work out, you can just walk away from. You are in bed. Granted, with a guy who had two ninety seven last year, thirty seven homers, one hundred and seven RBIs, wants to play shortstop. Not a very good shortstop. Wants to play there at premium position, and certainly a very good third baseman. Uh, let's move on here. Paul in Lake thank Forest. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Chuck. Paul in Lake Forest. Go ahead. Hey guys, thanks for putting me on. I just happened to stumble across your show. Uh, I think I know a lot about baseball. I volunteer to coach 14-year-old, 16-year-old traveling baseball teams. And on about March 7th or May 7th of this past year, I sent out two mass emails saying, if you want your kids to not inhibit their growth as a baseball player, they should not watch White Sox games. I don't know what you guys are watching. They don't even have five major leaguers on the team. James Shields defines confusing activity with accomplishment. Rick Renteria can't even teach his guys how to run bases, how to hit cutoff men, how to hit behind uh, hitters. All they know how to do is lose. Okay, so let's uh, let's put your hypothesis to the test here, Paul. Let's go through some guys. Okay. There are three or four guys on that team that could even help a team win a World Series. Do, do, you, do you like Jose Abreu? Uh, I do, but he's done. He's not going to be around when they win. He, well, okay, you, you don't know the answer to that, and so you're you're jumping ahead. That's that. Well, they're not going to win in three or four years. How do you know? Done. That's my prediction. Okay. How do I know? They don't even have any major leaguers on the squad. Well, Makata's not a major not? leaguer. Anderson's a, is a... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yoan Moncada's not a major league ball player. I don't think so. You're not going to win with him. What about Carlos Rodon? He's a 225 hitter. What are you guys looking at? He, he's one of the easier outs in the league. Anderson, too. He swings at everything in the dirt. They have no baseball acumen at the plate. They don't me, know the strike zone. Let, let me ask, it's like watching hold, hold, Bad Little League. All right, Paul, let me, let me give you a little perspective. Bad right? Little League, now you're talking my language. You, you must have seen me play. Do you know how old Yoan Moncada is? 
I do. How old is he's he? He's not going anywhere. He's had three years. He's got Paul, to figure it out. Paul, he can't he, hit the he, inside curveball. He, he hasn't had three years. Paul, this was his first full season in the bigs. I want. I, I just want you to, I, how old is he? Tell me how old he is. I'll say 23. Okay, so you're guessing, and but you are correct. All right, in 150, so guess. In 152 games... This player at the age of 23 had a 316 on base percentage. He slugged 363, and his and his WAR was point. Look, look. sabermetrics and figures lie. Whatever. You, okay, the just guy can't hit stay away from football when he needs to. Okay, that's stay, all I know. Okay, stay away from. Paul, 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 Paul. I want you to debate this with Carm, but you got to He let you talk. You got to let him talk. Okay, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carm. I, I just want you to know. Uh, okay. We don't have to do sabermetrics. You, I'm talking. Do you have any idea what player I'm referencing? I'm sure you don't. But in 2013, Paul, <laughs> in in 2013, as a member of the Houston Astros, he had an on base of 316. He hit five home runs. All right, he had 31 doubles. You compare that to what? And I'm talking about an MVP in Jose Altuve. Okay, it, it's way too early. He's played one full season. He's a switch hitting guy, elite talent. Now, granted, the book is still out, but you can't tell me that Yoan Moncada. They get him out whenever they need. No, him. okay, all right, hey, Paul. Love you. Appreciate the phone call. Enjoy the discussion. We got to hit news, but look, you can't tell me that you can't write off Yoan Moncada right now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. After news. And I saw one of my favorite newsmen, who I haven't seen for a while. After news, I would like to talk about the contract of Albert Pujols. Okay, great. Let's do that. And uh, we got a quick timeout. I got you, Curtis. We got <laughs> don't. I am a professional in here, Curtis. I got you. When you say something, Carm, Carm listens. He's a professional, dude. He wears a blazer to a radio show. That's right. I'm just tired, guys. You're, you're, you're fine. You're doing a great job. You just get ready for Cochran. Romano's got a thing in the morning. Quick time out. We'll get you in the news. Apologize for being a minute late here. We'll uh, Two minutes late. We'll do that next on 720 WGN. One ball and two strikes. And the one-two with two down. Swinging a high fly ball to the left. This is tagged. Benintendi at the track. He's at the fence. Gone for a two-run homer by Montada. Light it up. Sox lead 3-0 here in the first. Thank you, Ed Farmer. You ever dream of being a White Sox player? Now yep. is your chance. Carmen, when you dream of being a White Sox player, what, what, what player are you? Mm, I'd probably go Ozzy. Mm-hmm. I see you as Ozzy Guillen. When you win, the bear tastes better. Now is your chance to be a White Sox player. Attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th through the 19th, and be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002 or sign up via WhiteSox.com. Gave you the wrong read. I already read that one. No problem. Visit, I thought so. Visit the White Sox pop-up shop at the Orland Square Mall now through January the 15th. It's conveniently located next to the Apple Store. Fans can shop the stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and the off season. For more information and promotion schedule, follow at 
White Sox store on Instagram. Remember, the Orland Square Mall, the White Sox pop-up shop, now through January the 15th. Why don't we tell them about the premium seating? Definitely didn't say that one yet. Go Pre- ahead. Premium seating is awesome, okay? 2019 premium seating is available for full or partial season packages. Each area is unique and allows you to enjoy high-end amenities and the best view in the ballpark. Call 312-674-1000 for information. 312-981-7200. You know, I'm getting I'm getting a little uh it's kind of amazing to me that like everyone's saying the Cubs have White Sox don't have money like the Cubs do. The Cubs have no money left. They're generally tapped out. They're not going to be in the market for Manny Machado. They're not in the market for Bryce Harper. Their payroll is over $200 million. The White Sox, sure, they can't spend to the level that the Cubs spend, but they have way more flexibility right now. They're in a way better position. So what that looks like going forward, I don't know. But as far as being able to add players right now, if they want to do so, the White Sox can do whatever they want. And that's how they've they've been setting this up for a long time. And they're sitting in it. They're sitting pretty right now. So it'll be very interesting to see how Rick Hahn and company go about it. But I would expect, and everyone talks about how the White Sox have never made a huge splash as far as you know, nine-figure salaries, $100 million, $200 million contract. That's true. They haven't. But I would be shocked if they don't do something along those lines the next couple of years. Yeah, it, it, it's coming. It's coming. But when do you do it is the question. You know, because it feels like their plan is 2020. It feels like next year they're not going to be winning the division. But in 2020, they could be doing a lot more than just winning a division. I'd like to talk about Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols signed a 10-year $240 million contract with the Anaheim Angels. That was a nightmare. Or I guess they're the Los Angeles Angels, right? Well, when he signed it, it was it was Anaheim, but whatever. Go ahead. Okay, but here's the thing. You look at it now, coming into the 2019 season, Albert Pujols is going to make $28 million. Ouch. Next year, 29 and then in 2021, he's going to make $30 million. Is Albert Pujols worth... Um, you know, ninety million dollars over the next, or eighty-seven million dollars over the next three years. No, but in order to get Albert Pujols, that is what you had to pay in twenty twelve. The Angels were very competitive when Albert Pujols showed up with that golden stick of his, and the Angels television network benefited from it and. Albert Pujols was purchased with the television network. I think that the White Sox, when the NBC Sports deal ends, the White Sox are going to create some type of television network on their own. Everybody's talking about the Cubs network. I believe the White Sox will have a network. It'll be interesting to see if the White Sox do it with you know, the Bulls, with the White Sox and Bulls and the Hawks, or if the White Sox just do it on their own. But there's going to be extra money to spend. And Albert Pujols, if you're a Hawks fan, okay, they spent a fortune on Taves and Kane. Last year you thought, oh, man, Taves isn't worth it. This year you're thinking, oh, man, Taves is worth it. The money they paid Marion Hossa, people thought that's way too much money. The money they paid Duncan Keith, oh, that's way too much money. Seabrook, Crawford, they won three championships because of that. You can't just look at where you're at with Albert Pujols now. you got to look at the total package of what it meant to your team to bring in that guy the hawks have some guys now that are overpaid but they won three stanley cups in the process yeah and there's nothing 
if you're winning the World Series, the Stanley Cup, the NBA Championship, whatever, the Super Bowl, and you're overpaying, that's great. Congratulations. Right. You won. However, when you're overpaying and you suck, that's brutal. The White Sox right now have arguably the best contract situation in all of baseball. Right. Now that the James Shields albatross is gone. Right. And well, and even, you know, they, okay, but they, they were. San Diego is still eating some of that money along the way. But so, but the bottom line is they're paying Jose Abreu and no one else. Now that's going to change, but right now, uh, you're, and, and Jose was going to be a free agent at the end of next season too, so that'll be an interesting decision, decision for the White Sox. But they, they, they can literally do whatever they want. Right. Which, which is scary, having that much flexibility because you don't want to make a huge mistake, but it's also pretty liberating. I'm sure Rick Hodges is sitting there like, well, we could we could make a bid here. We could go this way. We could go that way. We can wait until we're more competitive. Tons of options. And that, and that was the plan. They planned it perfectly. This is so smart by the White Sox. Didn't, this just didn't happen by accident. This was meticulously planned, and now they're in a situation where they can bear the fruit. So, When's the last time you bared fruit, by the way? I, I do love a uh, good apple with peanut butter, if that's what you're getting at, Harry. I don't think that's what you're getting at. But there, uh, there was a bit of news this week. Let's move along here to uh, stuff that's going on. And we mentioned Yohan Moncada. Uh, yes. Yes, I dodged what you were just talking about. So It was a yes or no question. There was a little... Was like, give me a date. Uh, Daryl Van Scowen, who does great work in the, yes. in the the uh, for the Chicago Sun-Times... I uh, had some quotes from Rick Hahn about Moncada being open to switching positions. Um, and the bottom line is that Yoan is flexible, depending on who they bring in, and you could see him moving somewhere else in the diamond. Now, when we talked to Rick Hahn at the end of the season... When you talked to him. When I talked to him, yes. We, yeah. he, he, said, he said the same thing, and I asked him about the outfield, and basically he's like... We're talking third base. So most, if if Yoan moves, he would be sliding over to third. Nick Madrigal's not ready to be up here quite yet, but it'll be very interesting to see what they add. White Sox are going to be looking for starting pitching. They're going to be looking for relief help as well. But they may add somebody into the equation on the infield, which could make Moncada either a playing third base full time or b bouncing around. And, of course, he could end up just staying at second like he was this year. Right. That last caller, Paul, that was talking about how many major leaguers are on this squad. I, I, so you want, we can go through it. Well, no, but here's, here's all I want to say. I, I think they had one guy last year who was basically a utility player, a backup, who was forced into a starting role. And he might have been the, the most fun of any guy on the team. But the guy playing third base is a backup, is a backup infielder. <clears throat> pardon me, and and I think that's where Paul's frustration was coming from. No, nobody is making the argument the White Sox are overflowing in talent right now at the major league level. No, th- Clearly, they need upgrades all, right. all over the and, place. And, and Yomer Sanchez is a very good guy you know, to have on the roster, but he's not your starting third baseman every day. I think Moncada will eventually get moved to third, and at some point Nick Madrigal is going to be up here playing second. I actually, to me, I don't... Yolmer, to me, can be a starter on a very good club and do fine if you've got a lot surrounding him. Now, he might not fit perfectly into uh, the White Sox future plans as far as a starter, but certainly would be a very valuable guy off the bench who could play right, third, who could right, play second, absolutely. put him in the outfield, whatever, play short, played short a couple games this year, all that. Alright, let's take a quick timeout. White Sox weekly till the Top of the hour on 720 WGN. I mentioned Southpaw earlier on the show, Harry. Yes. You tweeted a picture of Southpaw. So a uh, 
friend of mine mm-hmm. who I work with, mm-hmm. his nephew dressed up as Southpaw for Halloween. Great costume. Solid costume. Mm-hmm. And so there was a picture on Instagram of this fine young man. It was a, it was a great costume. Yeah, and so I tweeted at Southpaw, hey, at Southpaw, well, can, can you hook up this outstanding young Southpaw? And so Southpaw and the White Sox proceed to send out the White Sox care package uh, to uh, to this young gentleman, and then it's, it's all takes place on Twitter. You can check it out at the Carm. But uh, the White Sox hooking up the Southpaw Halloween care package to a, a nine-year-old who dressed up wearing the green furry situation that he created on his own. I thought that was really awesome of Southpaw. What a classy mascot. What a, that, is a, that, to me, as I tweeted at him, elite mascot move, Southpaw. Southpaw is... You can't just be at the stadium nowadays, Harry. If you're a mascot, you got to be available on Twitter, too. Oh, holy Benny the Bull. Don't I know that? Benny's sort of solid Twitter presence. Good old Benny, yeah. Okay, Southpaw, okay, when, when I think back to Ruby and Rhubarb, I am so glad that Southpaw is on the scene now. Ribby and Rhubarb, uh, you know. They were heroes, Ribby and Rhubarb. Uh, I you didn't don't like know. them? I think there was a little problem with Rhubarb. Really? You had a problem with Rhubarb? Uh, well, there was an incident. You and Rhubarb had an incident? There was an incident. But but here's the thing, okay? Southpaw is awesome. Southpaw has time for kids. Southpaw has time for, for adults. Southpaw represents everything a mascot should represent. Constant energy, whether the team is up nine nothing or down nine nothing. Great enthusiasm. Oh yeah, and it's just it's just fun. I love I love Southpaw, and I think that um, but here's he, a, here's he might be the greatest mascot in Sox history, unless you cl- unless you count Andy the Clown. So let me ask you this, mm-hmm. and I, I want to hear the the rhubarb story here, and, and we can have that uh, your favorite White Sox mascot conversation. Feel free. Actually, let's make that our text line question, which is sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always yes. trying to make your car shopping fun. Your favorite White Sox mascot. And Harry Chappis is not an answer. Uh, okay. S- mascots are not allowed to talk. Right. It's part of the deal of being a mascot. Right. But here, Southpaw is communicating on Twitter. Sure. Well, tw- tweeting's not talking. Well, I, I just want to ask you, in mascot integrity, is it okay to actually have words out there? And I think it was phenomenal what Southpaw did. And this is uh, 2018 New World here. But sometimes, you know, I don't think we're really allowed to know what Southpaw actually thinks in words. This could be a big issue that we might have to... You know, have a deep conversation with Jerry Reinsdorf or someone. No, absolutely. Social media is is meant for mascots. Social media is is a way that you can communicate with everybody. And because he can't talk, because he doesn't have the gift of gab, he should be communicating through social media. So, do you remember Andy the Clown? Were you too young? I don't remember Andy the Clown. Should I? What oh, years call, are we talking? Call Bill Leff. Bill, I mean, I, Bill Leff knows Andy the Clown. I, I have vague memories of Andy the Clown. I, but I remember, for me growing up, Ribby and Rhubarb were elite, Harry. I can't believe you had a problem with Rhubarb. Well, they just, I mean... What happened with Rhubarb? What happened with Rhubarb? There was a... I'll just give you three words. I'll give you three three items, and you can piece together the story, Okay. Um, uh, alcohol, no, uh, steak sandwich. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, a woman 
and uh, the kids urinal. The White Sox used to have a bathroom behind home plate at uh, the Old Sox Park. Yeah. And it said, um, home of future White Sox. And it was like a little kid's urinal. Yeah, okay. And because that was the there was a line for the others, so I, I used it once and somebody had a problem with that. Rhubarb didn't like that you went to look. I don't wanna I don't wanna get into it. I don't wanna get into a karm. But okay, Andy the clown. Wait, hold on a second. Yes. You illegally Illegally? Went, you illegally I wasn't in the women's room. I was in the men's room. You illegally went into the children's bathroom no, at no, Old Comiskey. You, uh, once again, you're not listening to me. Oh, I think I am. In in the men's bathroom okay. at Old Comiskey Park, behind yes. home plate, you used there the- was a trough that had a sign that said, Home of Future White Sox Players. <laughs> okay? So you and, went- and as a kid, you know, my brothers and I... We, we would, where we were sitting, we would go down there and use that trough because we were going to be future White Sox players. So you illegally used the trough that wasn't for adults. You deserved everything that you got from rhubarb. I, Carm, Carm, I'm going to defend. Where does it say, where does it say illegal? For adults to use this trough, it doesn't have to be written. It's it's within the rules. It's you don't. It's it's an unwritten bathroom integrity rule that everybody yeah. follows, and you and, broke it. And, I, and, and that's fine. And I would break it too, but I would own that I broke it. You don't. You don't. It's like it's like the Whole Foods parking lot. Uh, oh, the Whole Foods parking lot. <laughs> I am so correct on the Whole Foods parking lot. Park at Whole Foods. Andy the, the clown. Andy the clown was at White Sox games from 1960 to 1990. Okay, I, I should remember Andy the Clown. Then that's terrible. Maybe next week, and maybe next weekend, Bill Leff will join us to talk Andy the Clown. Okay, uh, we got to get on out of here, Harry. It was good to be with you. We just got started. Yeah, I know it's a one-hour quickie, but uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing you on a Sunday. I enjoyed being with you on a Sunday. All right, quick timeout. Uh, Karen Conti's warming up in the bullpen. She is next. Seven twenty WGN.